0: Hello leaders and welcome to Connections, the podcast. I'm Jennifer Iverson and I am excited today to talk about goal setting. It's that time of year when we start thinking about it and so today we're gonna dig into it a little bit. And we asked Andrea Fortenberry if she would join us. Andrea, would you tell us a little bit about yourself and your connection to Mops?
1: I would love to. I am on staff at MOPS as an executive leadership coach. So I have the privilege of getting to interact with our coordinators on a regular basis, giving them training and support. And I love it. But I first became a MOPS member. I was trying to think back. I think it was 2012 or 2013 when my kids were little and it was just, such an encouragement and so refreshing to be in a MOPs group and I, I loved it and I love that I'm on staff and get to pour back into the ministry that poured into me.
0: I love it. I,
1: whenever we have guests that also have that like
0: past I was a mom and in a MOPs group connection, I feel like our leaders just get it so much more like, oh, you understand what we're going through. I love yeah. it. I love it. Well, Andrea also has a podcast and a website that I absolutely love. It's called The Perfectionist's Guide to Mothering. I will tell you, I am a recovering perfectionist (laughs) as well. Um, So you can find all of the information about that on her website at AndreaFortenberry.com. She does such an amazing job of helping women find Freedom from perfection so they can show up for the life God has for them. And Andrea, you do that beautifully. Uh, Thank you. We we love learning from you. Today, we want to talk about how we're in a new year now. It feels fresh and clean and ready to start. It's a beginning. Um, And I don't know about you. I kind of love New Year's resolutions in a weird way, they're just sort of a sense where I can feel like I'm evaluating what I've been doing and what things need to change and what things need to improve. How do you feel about New Year's resolutions?
1: I have evolved a little bit with my relationship with New Year's resolutions. So I remember years ago, like early 20s, one year someone asked me if I had a New Year's resolution. I was like, yes, it's to be more organized. And then like the year went by and the next year I thought about I made very little progress on this like elusive, (laughs) be more organized because it, it wasn't really specific. It was just this wish that I had that I didn't create any actionable steps to achieving this goal. So to me, I realized often that when we set New Year's resolutions, they are these dreams or, or wishes rather than something tangible that we can go after with a plan. And I have found over just the past couple of years that there's this phrase that has helped me to figure out how to take this resolution, this wish, this desire for my life and make it more of a plan. So it's the, it's the quote or the question, you know, what's the quickest way to eat an elephant? Right, like an elephant is huge. Like, how would you even begin to do that? And the answer is one bite at a time, right? So, let's take this bigger desire that we have and create actionable steps, things we can do one bite at a time to make progress toward this thing that we want to go after or this change we want to make in our lives.
0: I love that. That's such a good point that, um, you know, our resolutions really are just wishes unless we. Put a little more planning into them. So we're calling it goal planning, not New Year's resolution planning, because it really does signify more of a plan. Um, I'm guessing there's probably some listeners that made some New Year's resolutions and they've already faltered. Like it's inevitable, (laughs) it's inevitable, it's gonna happen. I want to say there's some, I'm not gonna try and quote the percentage, but there is a large percentage of people that don't even make it past day three on whatever their New Year's resolutions may be. Today, we want to pivot and talk about goals and plans instead, and we're gonna give you four keys to making great goals so you can accomplish them. Um, rather than letting them fall by the wayside. Um, You know, sometimes I think we beat ourselves up for not um, meeting our goals. But I think it's important for our listeners to know the problem isn't necessarily you. It's just the system that you're using to make goals. Right. Um, So we hope you listen today and see if there's maybe one thing you can tweak um, to to be able to meet
1: your goals. All right, Andrea, why don't you give us our first key? The first key is to think smaller. I think sometimes we run into the new year again, like it's this fresh start. We want to make all of these changes. Well, it can be really easy to feel defeated, like you said, on January 3rd or 4th when we've already messed up or we've Fallen off the wagon, whether that's like healthy eating or getting more sleep or being organized, whatever that big goal that we have is, we feel like a failure. We feel like it's not possible to make progress because we've already messed up. But what if instead of trying to think so big, throughout you know this whole year what we want to accomplish what if we think smaller and set smaller more specific goals so what if we give ourselves a smaller time frame so maybe it's instead of this goal of thinking about our mops groups right like if we want to have more moms come to our mops group right like say we want 50 new moms to show up during this semester to our MOPs group. Like, that's a really big goal. And if we don't meet it or get even close to it, we're going to feel, like, super defeated, right? And just be frustrated with, you know, what am I doing wrong, all of these things. But what if instead we said, okay, what if we had so many new moms, maybe it's three new moms come to our group this month, or we can even break it down. What if we had one new mom per meeting Come to, you know, a new mom come to our meeting. And when we do that, when we set these achievable goals that are smaller in scope, that still move us toward this bigger goal that we have, we do feel a little bit of progress, right? And we feel successful. So we want to set ourselves up for success and think smaller and be more specific with our goal. I love
0: that. It's like it gets the momentum going. Like, you you accomplish one thing and you feel like, oh, this is working, I wanna do more. And so you keep going, yeah. I, I love the idea of making it a smaller time frame. I mean, if there's one thing going through a global pandemic has taught us, it's that the plans we make, we can't necessarily plan six months, a full year. Right. Um, it's good to have a goal for a full year, but you don't know where you might end up having to pivot. So making that a smaller time frame is a great a great key. You know, you mentioned organizing your house. I think that's another one that's really easy to break down into smaller things. You know, rather than saying I want to get my whole house organized. Well, is there a room You want to get organized. Maybe we Mm -hmm. just focus on a room. And maybe that even still feels big. Maybe it's like, okay, nope, we're going to do one drawer or one shelf. And you start to see some of that um, progress as you go along.
1: Right. And I think then we can develop habits. Again, when we're successful in something small, it can become more of a habit. And then when we feel confident in the progress we've made there, we can move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah. And I love the idea of inviting moms to come to our group and trying to grow our group, um, that if we're not doing something each week along the line, we're, you know, we're going to get to May and go, Oh, we didn't, we didn't have any new moms. Right. So yeah, really breaking that down. And two, I think, I don't know about you, but I have a tendency to think that I can accomplish about four times as much stuff as I can really accomplish. Yes, I do. Thanks. <laughs> so I think sometimes breaking it down into smaller things helps me think about, okay, this might be a little more, this might be a little more reasonable. I am not going to organize my entire house
1: this weekend. Like, right. no, it's not right. going to happen. Yeah. And then again, just when we make those smaller steps, we can think of what are the specific pieces that I need to do to make this small goal a reality. So again, back to inviting moms, like if we just wish, like we wish more moms would come. Well, okay again, break it down. We want one new mom per meeting to come. So do we have invite cards? Do we have a way that our moms know how to invite someone? So just taking those smaller pieces, again, and thinking about a plan can help us actually make progress toward it. I love that. You mentioned, too, how sometimes
0: doing those um, smaller things builds a habit. And I think um, that kind of leads into our second point is when that that builds this consistency you know if we you talk about moms you're inviting moms if you're consistently inviting moms you're going to start to get more moms so our our second key is just that it's consistency it's that small progress that adds up like eating the elephant which that's such a weird i know thing <laughs> yes. i i have never wanted to eat an elephant but <laughs> I know that's a common, it's a common quote, but whether it's like drinking water, you know, this last year, I really wanted to increase the amount of water I was drinking. And so it just started with, okay, I'm going to drink Eight ounces of water today which for somebody who drinks water on a regular basis they're like really you started with eight ounces but i was at a point where i was drinking probably 64 ounces of coffee every day and i was like okay i need to make a change in this so slowly I started adding a little more water and each month I added a little bit more. Now I drink well over 64 ounces of water um, and significantly less coffee. I'm not gonna ever admit to how much coffee I drink because (laughs) it's still way more than I should. But just that consistency of saying, I'm gonna drink water every day. Over a year, I have accomplished something That I could not have just said, all right, that's it. I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day starting now. I mean, that would have been not possible.
1: Right. Yeah, we have to build up to these things. And again, when we get consistent at it, we feel some success and that motivates us to keep going. Yeah, I love that motivation.
0: I also love a
1: good um, habit tracker. I don't know. Do you have a habit tracker? I don't, but I in the planner I have there is one. I don't really use it, but but I know that for a lot of people, just like that check mark, that little sticker, whatever that is, is really motivating.
0: Yeah, I get this like um, I don't even remember. Is it dopamine that you get? Yeah. Like i am I was totally the kid that did whatever you had to do to get a gold star on your thing. So having a habit tracker is also a great way to track your progress. And in that, um, you know, we talk a little bit about perfection, and you're like our our master perf- um, <laughs> on how to break perfection. But, like 80 percent is still really good so if you're tracking it you don't have to get a check mark every single day
1: right right we can make imperfect progress again consistency over time there are going to be days where we fall off the bandwagon where we forget where just life happens and we fall away from working toward this thing but you know what we can get up tomorrow and try again. We don't need to expect perfection of ourselves. We put so much pressure on ourselves to try to be perfect and we don't need to be, we just need to move forward, make progress the best that we can.
0: Yeah, I had a friend once, I was really struggling with that concept um, around exercise. I wanted to walk every day and I just, I mean, I didn't do it two days and I was like, that's it, I can't do this. And my friend said something that I thought was very wise. She asked me, she said, did you shower today? And, you know, I said, no, I didn't shower today. (laughs) She goes, does that mean you're never going to take a shower again? And I'm like, ew, no, of course I'm going to take a shower again. Same concept with brushing your teeth. You know, if you skip brushing your teeth, well, first of all, yuck. But second of all, (laughs) it happens, you know, but you don't never brush your teeth again. So I think we tend to think all or nothing sometimes so I love the way you said that imperfect progress is still progress so yeah one of our tenants this year in our all for love theme is make love your legacy and one of the things that we're talking about with these goals is really something like what do you want with your life like that's why we set goals right You want to be more welcoming, so you invite more moms. Or you want to have a peaceful life, so you're more organized. Those kinds of things. That why is what motivates you to keep going. So um, consistently doing the things will help us get to what we really want, our why.
1: Right. When we remember the importance of why, we're doing what we're doing, it can be that motivation, especially on those days when it's hard, because you know what, it's hard to make change in our lives. It's hard to make that imperfect progress. But if we remember the heart behind it, if we remember the reason, the why, it can be more encouraging and motivating to us.
0: Okay, so we talked about thinking smaller. Um, We talked about being consistent.
1: What is our third key? This one is huge for me. It is to get accountability. Mm -hmm. So that means that we need to share. Our goals with people in our lives. It's so important. Last year, I had a friend that at the beginning of the year, she sent me some goals that she wrote out. And she's like, I want to send this to you so that I have some accountability. And will you ask me about it? And then I've also found in my own life to make some progress that it's really been friends who have helped me by just asking the question how are you doing with this? When are you going to make some progress on this? So where my podcast, for example, a couple of years ago, I, I had this desire to start a podcast and I just was trying to figure it out. But I was, again, perfect, recovering perfectionist, like procrastinating because it wasn't perfect. I hadn't decided on certain things. And one of my very best friends consistently asked me, when are you going to do this? I'm waiting for you to do it. And it was just so encouraging and helpful because had she not been prodding me and poking me along, who knows when I ever would have done it. So it's really important for us with our personal goals. And then also with the goals that we have for our MOPS group to share them with others. So share them with your leadership team so that you can be working on these things together and they can ask you and you can ask them about what goals they have. And it's not in a nagging, like pestering sort of way, but we just very often need someone to point out the potential that we have and to encourage and motivate us to do things that that we have the desire to do.
0: Yeah, if I told you I wanted to drink more water, I would be like, shoot, Andrea is going to ask me if I've been (laughs) drinking my water. I better drink my water because I don't want to
1: tell her no. Right,
0: right. I love that. And, you know, with our MOPS groups, you kind of have a built-in accountability group with your leadership team. You think of maybe some friends that you have that you can share something with and giving them permission to ask you about it. Like, I know... I know it might feel a little like nagging, but please ask me about this because I really want to make sure I'm doing it. Another place that can be great for accountability is your own cohort. If you are a coordinator and you've joined the cohort community, that small group of leaders can be an awesome accountability for you, particularly with MOPS.
1: Absolutely. Your cohort community is the place where you can be honest, where you can share these goals that you have. And then again, you can all check in with each other and keep each other accountable. And it's been so amazing so far to just see the friendship and camaraderie that happens in these cohort small groups. So this is another great way that we can continue to develop that community and again, be a support to each other.
0: Yeah, I think, too, for um, MOPS leaders in particular, one of the things that comes up in my mind when I think about this accountability with a goal is maybe if you're looking for someone to replace you in your leadership position. If you know now in January, like, hey, I think I'm going to be stepping down at the end of this year. Um, My kids are aging out. My schedule is changing. Whatever the reason may be. It would be really helpful for you and your leadership team if one of your goals was, okay, can we start doing things now that will find somebody that can step into this role at the end of the year? So it's but if you don't start thinking about it now, you're going to get to May and go, you know, oh, no, what do we do? And then your group is struggling. So Being able to chat with your leadership team and say, okay, this is something we need to look at, we need to think about, that's a great way to have some accountability in that as well.
1: Right. I think sometimes when we think of goals or desires that we have, we think of these like achievement oriented things. But sometimes a change that we might know we need to be- to make is to step away from something. Right. And so like you're saying, we don't want to leave our group in this hard place because we just suddenly announce that we're leaving. So what if we were proactive and again, shared with our group about this plan that we know we or change that we know we need to make. And then the group can be accountable to find that person ahead of time versus creating just extra stress and angst for everyone. Yeah, absolutely. And quite frankly, things are
0: more fun when you do them with other people. (laughs) So just think of it that way, like it may be that you say, hey, I want to drink more water. Would you help me be accountable with that? And your friend goes, you know what? I want to drink more water, too. And now suddenly you're both trying to. So I I love that that concept of accountability. All right. Our last key, our fourth key is to pray. And I, I don't even know like this is just a complete commentary on my life. (laughs) <laughs> this really should have been the first key, right? <laughs> we really should pray first and then do other things. But we want to make sure that our hearts and our desires are aligned with God's. You know, there's a verse in the Bible that says God's plans are not my plans and his ways are not my ways. And so I really want to make sure that um the things that I want, the things that I'm working on, my goals are really the same goals that God has. And the way you do that, the way you align yourself with him is to stay in close relationship with you, with him. Um, He's the one who's going to give us direction, right?
1: (laughs) So praying is a good key. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think when we add, when we cover our goals with this prayer, God can really give us some discernment on timing of some of these goals that we might have for our lives. I know that when I was in mops and my kids were younger, like I really felt God calling me to writing and teaching and these different things. And it was such a strong desire that I had. But I was at home full time with my kids. And so I felt this tension and struggle of like, God, I know you've called me to these things, but here I am. And I feel limited and I feel like I can't do what you've called me to do. But I realized years later that it was a gift God gave me to be in that season at home with my kids. And and really, sometimes God gives us a desire to be preparing for as we can, but it's not a right now Mm -hmm. thing and And what really helped me too, was remembering about King David and how God called him out from tending sheep and told Samuel told David that he would be the King of Israel. But, he didn't immediately like go ascend to the throne and become king that instant. Like he went back out to the fields and was a shepherd for many years before he became king. And so that really just helps me to know, okay, God, sometimes you give me a desire that I want to be a goal for right now, but maybe it's not until later down the road. And so we need to trust God's timing and, and trust that if he puts these desires in our heart that he... he he doesn't do that to be mean or to if if the timing is not for right now we just need to trust him in in the season that we're in and be faithful to where he's called us and know that in his timing in his way he will bring bring things to fruition that he's put in our heart
0: uh, so wise so wise andrea thank you so much okay so we've given you four keys to goal planning And we'd love if you would just take a few minutes and look at maybe what your New Year's resolution was that you made (laughs) at the beginning of January. Um, See what maybe you have in mind that you're thinking about and planning for 2022. And what of these four keys can you implement? Um, And I'm going to put them back in the right order. Number one, (laughs) you pray. And then number two, think smaller, be consistent, and then get accountability. Um, Do you have anything else that you would love our listeners to know about goal setting?
1: I think, again, just being very specific and setting goals that set you up for success in, in making that progress. Again, we feel motivated when we take those baby steps and can see some improvement and imperfect progress. So again, friends, don't don't try to make put all this extra pressure on yourself to be perfect, to just move forward. And again, we have a whole 12 months in the year, right? So you don't have to set out and accomplish everything like the first two weeks of January. Take some time to assess and to pray and to think through these things and then set your goals for the year.
0: That's excellent. Thank you, Andrea. And thank you for joining us. Uh, ladies, if you are a MOPS or Moms Next coordinator or assistant coordinator, I would love it if you would go to slash cohorts and find a cohort small group. You'll find Andrea and our other executive leadership coaches ready to just walk alongside you. You can also find Andrea again at Andreafortenberry.com, and I will put that in the show notes, because if you had asked me to spell that, I might not spell it right. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. And thank you for listening leaders. This feels like a great chance to reset. So I hope that 2022 will be a year of big things for you. A year where we'll see comfort zones crumble and relationships grow where fear will be just completely cast out, a sense of whimsy restored and our perspective shift. So ready or not, let's make this year be all for love.